Hi everyone, Callan here. Just me um, giving you a little disclaimer about this episode. If you listened to our last episode, you would have heard me give a brief apology for the delay in this episode, and that's what I'm doing here as well. We did finish out the Big Brother season, watched it, and recorded our thoughts, but it's just taken us a little while to get it edited. Life has just gotten crazy and busy again, which honestly we're thankful for, but we are sorry that it's taken us so long to get our thoughts out. So if you were following along with our episodes on Big Brother 23, we'd love for you to finish it out with us here and Actually, it is a special episode because it was the first episode we ever recorded together in person. Yeah, after a year of doing this, we finally were able to record together. So that's exciting. And we will talk about a few other fun things like our latest Amazing Race audition video. So if you followed along with our Big Brother thoughts, we'd love for you to finish it out with us here. Thank you, as always, so much for listening. And here's the episode. Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. Man, this is a special one, so I'm glad that you're tuning in because this is a monumental occasion. (laughs) This is... Callan, who is my host. I don't know why I said it like that, but I'm here with Callan in person. Live in person. Live together for the very first time, which is crazy because we've been doing Pop Culture on the Rocks for over a year now. And if that shows you anything about a pandemic and already living apart as friends, then that shows you just how crazy this life has been the last year but we are super excited to be together in person sipping on some beverages talking about the big brother 23 finale i mean i guess if it's gonna be our first episode together it might as well be something as big as a finale episode you know and the end of a season that felt like it was about six years long (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's exciting to be recording together in person, um, sharing a microphone. I mean, who are we? What is this? And I was extra excited because I got to bartend for the both of us. So tonight we are both drinking the same thing and it is an Aperol Spritz, which I think I've had on here before, but this is Anna's first Aperol Spritz. Um, It's just Aperol (laughs) and uh, Prosecco. So super easy. If you kind of like a bitter flavor, then you would like this. But what are your thoughts on your first spritz? I am spritzing, sprinting for an Aperol spritz. Um, I like it a whole lot. I'm all about the bubbles with the Prosecco already. But the Aperol adds a little something extra, which is fun. So I'm glad to try it. I definitely feel classier. And I feel like I am just like... My eyes are a little droopy (laughs) already. We're not that far into it either. Yeah, it's kind of sad, but that's the life I live right now. But yes, very delicious, very refreshing, not very heavy, not 
very sweet. So it hits all the right notes for me. This is a drink that they have in Italy all the time. I've not had it in Italy, but I hear that. (laughs) They drink this a lot like with appetizers or like kind of a happy hour, like midday kind of thing. We'll just pretend that we are, you know, at an outdoor table in Florence enjoying an Aperol spritz instead of on my bed. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds lovely being in Florence. That that sounds great. Which speaking of Florence, Italy, um, there have been some updates on the Amazing Race. We have seen footage of a charter plane that says the Amazing Race on the side. So a lot of assumptions there that something's happening, hopefully. So very excited for that, that they're hopefully starting the season off, however that may look, if they're going to pick up where they left off last season, or if we're going to have a whole new set of cast, but we're very excited just to keep you up to date on, you know, like our casting process, no big deal. Since Callan and I are together in person, we're going to work on our next audition video and we had the unfortunate pleasure of thinking about our previous videos that we've done. <laughs> this will be our fourth, right? Mm-hmm. Our fourth audition video. And I will definitely say we have we have improved over the years. <laughs> yes, I would agree. And it's not like I watched that and I'm like, wow, no wonder we didn't get cast. I mean, I don't think it's like that level, but I think that We can see how we have grown as people. I think it's great to evolve your audition video. I mean, if you audition multiple times, which at this point it's like almost every year we submit one, then you need to keep it fresh. You need to show how you've changed. So when we do that video, we're planning on kind of highlighting, okay, maybe here's why we didn't get cast. And now here's why we should. And going along with this, I will say, I know we've mentioned this on a previous episode where we said um, a reason why we should be on the race is that Phil had shown his support by liking one of the comments that we left on Instagram. Yeah. And let me say, we have gone to the next level because I so nicely... (laughs) DM'd Phil to let him know that a spam duplicate account had messaged me and I took that opportunity to screenshot it and send it to Phil knowing it was very unlikely that he would see it but if he did maybe he could see my name save it for the future and he actually replied he said thanks for letting me know (laughs) Very great conversation here. And I said I was super excited for Tough Snails being back, but even more excited for the return of The Amazing Race. And he sent me a thumbs up. So he's very nice. He replies. Uh, I appreciate the interaction. And yeah, next, hopefully we will have like voice communication. I don't know. Um, Whatever we can do, but one step at a time. So that was exciting just to, and now the thing is now that he has replied to me, I'm like in his main DMs. So I didn't want to push my luck with like, hey, we're auditioning. You know, I don't want to be that person, but you know, if I need to pull that card, I know he will see it now. (laughs) Very true. Yeah, I loved that interaction and I was so surprised, pleasantly surprised, 
that he had replied. I kind of get the vibe that he's very active on social media especially now that tough as nails has premiered this third season i haven't watched the season premiere just yet but definitely will be following along so i'll give y'all an update on how it's looking throughout the year but or throughout the seasons not the year but yeah it's exciting we're on our road to being best friends with phil so it's no big deal well before we uh become best friends with phil we will maybe become best friends with julie chin we do we do like julie um we love all the cbs hosts honestly like great great choices great people all around and they're all they've all been around for so long i feel like we know them but we're talking about julie now we will be talking about jeff soon enough because yet another it's like seriously when one thing ends it's four more things start like it's a lot of reality TV people <laughs> to keep up with, but I love it all, so we do it. Uh, at least the show with three episodes a week is ending, because that really does it. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about the Big Brother finale the last week. Um, obviously, when you hear this, it's been done, so we acknowledge that it's less relevant than it had been, but if you've been following along with us um, throughout the season, then obviously we've got to talk about the finale, kind of finish off our thoughts. So yeah, that's what we'll be doing today. Yes. Very, I mean, always towards the end of Big Brother seasons, it's just like, okay, when's it going to end? Even the ones with like great casts and there's a lot of drama, you know, happening all through the, the episodes and through the live feeds, but it's just like, oh, those last like two weeks just drag but anyway, nothing we can do about that. So last we let, left off, it was a dramatic exit by none other than Kylan. We won't have to talk about him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on the overall finale episode. Um, you know, a bit underwhelmed. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's kind of understood. It was kind of like last season yeah. when we had Cody and Enzo and Nicole Franzel. And it was just, you know, we have one girl out there <laughs> floating. Everyone hopes that she wins the HOH and cuts the guy that everyone knows is going to win the season. And that doesn't happen. And it's crazy that Franzel and Aza, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, but they both wanted to take the person that they knew they would lose to for different reasons but it was just kind of weird how that worked out back to back yeah very different reactions from the two of them but anyway so we'll get started from the beginning of the finale um did you have any thoughts on what you your overall impressions of the finale first of all I hadn't thought about the parallel between those two uh season endings but it's very true especially when you have like a final two in place with the guys on both seasons but I was kind of like let's move this along like I, it's kind of like a podcast or a YouTube video you wish you could put it on double speed because <laughs> I just felt like you're just waiting for it to be done because you feel like you know what's about to happen I, I wasn't I was a little nervous because honestly spoiler alert if you don't already know if Xavier didn't win this season and Big D or Oza won, I think I would have had a cow. I mean, I think it would have been so ridiculous if either of them had won. And it's nothing personal against them. It's just like, 
out of all the players this season, you're telling me one of those two was going to win. So I was a little nervous just that something was going to go wrong. Xavier was going to mess up something on the HOH competition. Um, but that's not what happened. So overall, like, it was good. I I guess we'll get there. But I'll say, like, I felt like this was the best vibes, like, full cast vibes I might have ever seen. It was like, I felt like they were all just waiting to go party together. Like, they had so much love for everybody. And that was nice to see. It's nice to see that we hate a bitter jury. That's annoying. And it was just nice to see the support for the people that had made it to the final three. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was, they had such an energy that came through when all of the jurors came out. And I loved when Julie was like, oh, we got a rambunctious group here. And it was like, yeah, which you kind of need it, especially since you don't have an audience that, you know, you need some of that energy. And that like totally came through from them. So that was fun. And I, it totally is obvious that they seem to all really get along well and don't hold any grudges from the game, which is nice. Okay, (laughs) here we go. As you all may know, maybe not, if you've never seen Big Brother and you just listened to our podcast, then welcome. Thank you for supporting us. Big Brother has kind of a trend that the last HOH competition is a three-parter. So if you win the first part of the head of household, you immediately get to go to part three and you don't have to participate in part two. Personally, pretty underwhelmed with the challenges, but that's usually kind of the case with Big Brother challenges in my opinion part one hoh was pretty i mean it's usually endurance which that one was with the awkward like boat rocking back and forth deal really awkward positions (laughs) as usual i mean there's so many gifts out there of ridiculous big brother competitions so they could have had a lot worse i mean if you remember last season uh that gif of enzo like lassoing while he's on a banana that's basically humping so yeah anyway could be a lot worse so we have the part one endurance and of course shocker to everyone Xavier won that (laughs) and so then we get to part two of head of household which I don't know if you'd watched the feeds beforehand but I had known that Xavier I knew who won part one part two and there was a lot of talk on social about what was going to happen for part three but I'm getting ahead of myself part two was a puzzle and memory type of challenge where they had to basically like get on their knees and roll this sort of I don't even know what you call it. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a slot machine. But it's like that big kind of almost not a hamster wheel, kind of like a big game show wheel that you, you know, you're on top of and you're rolling it like it takes your whole body. Right. That's right. Yeah. I was trying to think of what that shape reminds me of. And it reminds me of like the Price is Right wheel. Mm -hmm. And basically it's like several of those lined up and has everybody's different faces on it. Uh, so a little bit physical, a little bit mental, which I always like having different skills and actually Aza won this one. So everybody was very surprised. Most surprised was of course, Derek F because he thinks that Aza can't do anything. And I think we'll give our, um, assessments of the final three, uh, after the part 
the parts that we break down. So, of course, all week, Big D is very much like I've been dragging Aza through this game and yada, yada, yada. So he's very upset with himself for losing. So we get to part three, and it's, again, a kind of a trend now that the part three head of house school competition is one of those that are you know what happened on this day or find the false statement which that's what this one was about I saw a lot of people say that they thought that the questions were very easy and which I kind of got that impression as well because I feel like last year it was very easy also so I don't really know what production thought about (laughs) thought about that Uh, I guess they want to keep it maybe close, like keeping um, the competition close. I don't know what their thought process is with that. But this one was definitely close because Aza lost or she she did lose overall, but she only got one question wrong and it was the first one. And if I remember correctly, I think that Nicole Franzel only lost. I mean, I think I don't know why I keep saying that. I think she only got one question wrong. It was very small. Yes, it was. I feel like I'm like on a talk show. <laughs> Pass the mic. Yeah. <laughs> like being interviewed on the street. I, you're probably right in that they want it to be tight. I will say I like the idea of this competition better than like what it used to be, which was the the juror answers a question, you guess how they ended the sentence. Because that's just so like subjective. Um, so I like the idea of this and it, I didn't know the answer to all of them, but if I had been in there studying, then I would have gotten them all, I'm sure. And obviously, both of them knew almost all of them, so it wasn't that hard. I was just honestly relieved that he had gotten them all right when she missed one because to me the most annoying thing about big brother competitions is the tiebreaker. And I understand, I understand You have to have a tiebreaker in a lot of these situations, but especially like on this, like how important it was, which I guess she was going to take him anyway, she says, but the tiebreakers is like, how many seconds did this competition last? And it's like, not only in literally 20 seconds, you have no time. But not only in that amount of time do you have to think about the competition, maybe how long you thought it lasted, not that they have clocks out there or anything, then you have to do math. (laughs) So all around, for me, that would not be ideal. So I just didn't want it to come down to that. Because to me, that's almost like luck. So anyway, I was glad that it went how it did, but... Maybe they need to make the questions harder. I I don't know. Or maybe they need to change up the type of memory competition they do on the live show. Yeah. I don't know either. There's a lot of, you know, we all know what changes need to be made to make the show better. They just need to listen to us, basically. So I don't know what the solution would be. But I'm the same with you. I had that same thought where I was like, oh, gosh, I do not want this to go to a tiebreaker. That would just be miserable. But like we said, Aza has said time and time again that she was planning to take Xavier to the final two, which is surprising, (laughs) but at the same time, not surprising. And I feel like we can kind of go through the final three real quick and kind of give our thoughts. I will first start with Big D, I think, since he lost. (laughs) He literally did not win a single competition, which if you talk to me about competitions, honestly, 
that's not why I watch the show. That's not why I watch Survivor. That's not why I watch The Amazing Race, whatever. That's just not really my style. I'm more so like with the strategy and like getting to know people's storylines, things like that. It's not really my jam. Like, honestly, I usually talk to people while the competitions are going on or like I might go to the bathroom, like get a snack, you know, it's just not really my thing. I don't really care about it, you know. Sorry, that's just that's just me. They are interesting, but I just don't feel like I have to sit there and watch people throw sandbags on something or rock on a boat for two hours. Where was I going with that? <laughs> oh, okay. So with me, I don't care as much about the competitions. Like some of my favorite reality game show winners are people who are not physically adept. Adapt? Adept? Is that the right word? Adept. Adept. All right. Using a A plus word right there. <laughs> sort of. You know, some of those people, I, you know, that's not really what I care about. I'm more so, were you strategic? Were you having some kind of pull within the house? Did you know what was going on? Did you make alliances? You made moves, all that jazz. And Derek F just does not follow under any of those for me. <laughs> Like, I can acknowledge that he was part of the cookout, which is a historic alliance in just television in general. But, I mean, outside of that, that's really about it. Because he was never really influential with anybody in the house. Um, He made connections with very few people and caused a lot of rifts in the cookout itself which was difficult to handle, which I'm, you know, I can see there are two sides to every story, but he was not leading any sort of strategy. He didn't create any side alliances with people, not really pulling any strings, like, come on, dude. Anyway, but he says he can cook, and even though Ozza is a better cook than him, as I've heard. So again, not, not great. So it was kind of hard for me to root for him to begin with. But then we have the whole deal with Aza after part two where she beats him. And he starts to get a, a bit nasty. Uh, he has made some distasteful comments in the past about his thoughts on women, which I think we talked about last episode. Um, which, you know, don't really appreciate as a woman here. So it kind of rubs you the wrong way already. But with Aza's situation... It was very much, like we said earlier, I drug you here. You didn't do anything, even though she won a competition, but whatever. And so that was frustrating. And I feel like maybe the first time it would have been fine, but it seemed like it was a very just every single conversation you have. It is some kind of bashing or um, not validating the game that Aza has played. So... Those are my thoughts on Derek F. Very long-winded, but it's passionate about him. But what about you? I would agree with everything you said. He did not entertain me. Like, I just, I thought he was usually more obnoxious than anything. And I think it's, there's nothing worse to me than somebody on any of these shows that thinks they are doing so much and running the show when in reality they're not. Like, Aza didn't do a lot either, but she would kind of admit that. She she was frustrated at herself for not being able to win for so long. And she acknowledged, like, her strategy was to have relationships with people, you know, play the social game. I don't know. If you're going to be a floater and just make it all the way to the end, at least kind of acknowledge that's what 
you wanted to do instead of acting like you pulled so many strings that you didn't pull like I just I don't know how like Xavier isn't laughing at what you're saying you know yeah I just I thought he was giving Aza a really hard time I'm just kind of like you're one to talk like she at this point has at least won two competitions like why if we're gonna go off of that I mean and I, I thought about it when I was watching the jury segment, the deliberation, I was thinking about that. Like, okay, is it really fair to say, well, Big D hasn't won a competition? Well, I thought about it and every person on the jury had won at least one competition. It's not like you have a, a Mickey situation where it's like, one or two people have won all the competitions that they can, you know. It was actually pretty spread out. Like, even Brittany, the first juror, had won a competition. So, he had ample opportunity. And there are different types of competitions. So, I'm the kind of person, as far as competitions go, since you mentioned that, like, I like most competitions. There are some types of competitions that I enjoy more than others. I'm definitely more here for the strategy. That's more interesting to me. And if you can win a bunch of competitions then that's great but I think it was actually Claire that said said it during one of the jury segments and I was like nobody has ever said that but I so agree and I'm so glad somebody verbalized it I think it's because she's a super fan that she understands this but she said I'm not impressed if you can win a bunch of competitions but then you can't make the right decisions with your power and I think that's the camp I'm in like Aza I was happy she won that HOH when she did. Like, okay, great. You've got a competition. I, like other members of the jury, thought she had an awful HOH reign and made a poor decision and almost got duped. So, I'm not really impressed that you won HOH because it, it, you looked like you didn't know what you were doing. So, competition wins only means so much, but... Big D didn't have any of the other stuff to back it up. You're exactly right. That if the cookout didn't exist, there's I don't even think he would have floated to the end of the game because he didn't have the solid relationships that a good floater has. <laughs> like, you've got to make yourself valuable in some way, even if that's just entertainment. And I think he didn't even do that sometimes. So, yeah. Um, those are my thoughts on on Derek F. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing with him, but... Anyway, well, moving on, we did kind of mention some of Aza, which I, like, right when the season started, I immediately liked her. Just her personality, her story with, like, her grandfather being um, a polygamist or was just like, wow, I've never heard of anybody that's ever had a family like that. So it was just crazy. And she gave off, like, a really cool energy, that whole deal. But, yeah, like you said, I feel like she had a very similar game to Derek F. However, she did have some qualities that benefited her to where she did have more bonds with people and seemed to not necessarily know what was going on, <laughs> per se, like, strategic-wise, but would be willing to have a conversation with someone, like, with them rather than talking at them in some way like her communication style I felt was good in many cases um so we get to the final HOH competition and she loses part three we kind of see you know Big D had made some some questionable remarks in the past which I, I don't remember being like in the edited episode and in the finale episode it all kind of came out 
and saw how hurt Aza was by all of that, which I don't blame her, especially since she says that that, I mean, Derek was basically her best friend in the house for a good while. So that's very hurtful. So that was hurtful with what Derek said. But then, you know, she's trying to process like, am I going to take Derek F if I win or am I going to take Xavier? And the whole season she and Derek have talked about they're going to take each other to the final two. And what's sad is that Aza already knows that Xavier wants to take Big D and that Big D is leaning more towards taking Xavier rather than her. And so that's kind of a hard decision. Like I can see where she's coming from, you know, in her um, post-eviction interviews talking about, you know, who are you going to take if you won the final head of household? And she's, I mean, as far as I know, she's been consistent in her answer saying that she would have taken Xavier still because she felt this was such a historic season and wanted to have a winner who was worthy of the title and didn't think that Xavier deserved to be third place. So it's a very honorable decision, um, kind of realizing that she's probably going to lose. And she is taking away that second place money and giving it to herself, which, you know, I don't want him. You know, sounds pretty good to me. I think that's everything I have for Aza. I mean, I feel like that we've covered a lot already. There's just not, not a whole lot I feel that really happened with her other than Brittany's situation and then with her HOH taking out Chada. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I like Aza. I liked her the whole season just as a person. I felt kind of bad because I think she didn't play the game she necessarily expected that she would play. But you just have to adapt once you're in there. And obviously it got her to third place. So yeah, overall I liked her, but I wish she had had a little bit more pull or power in the house than she ended up having but I mean it's hard especially when you're in alliance of six and really half the people like Tiffany Kylan and Xavier are personalities where they're not afraid to like run the show more so it's kind of hard you kind of have to find your spot yeah I mean I like her but I didn't think again with her and Big D I didn't think either of them played games worth winning, especially when it's like the biggest prize money we've had. And I totally respected what, you know, her wanting the first black winner to be somebody that she was proud represented. I understood without being in her position, I understood where she was coming from on that. I respected that she was taking that angle. And I think that's a great example of like thinking from like a game perspective, even though that's like a personal issue or, you know, situation, you're still thinking with your game mind instead of like, well, I'm friends with Big D, so I want him to win. It's like you're still coming at it from a, a game perspective. And I always respect that when you can like kind of separate life from the game. Yeah, most definitely. That's a good point. Well, I guess we will finish up talking about the winner of Big Brother 23. We have Xavier, not really here, but um, <laughs> won um, our first black winner and our first black man to make it to the final two and all that other stuff, bald, bald men in the, <laughs> in the final two. Um, so, yeah, so that's really awesome. I don't really know where Xavier falls in line with you as far as favorite winners and all that. I definitely feel like he's kind of middle of the road for me. 
I mean, just this season in itself is kind of middle of the road for me. Like, it's very entertaining, and I really enjoyed the cast, which, whew, if you watch Big Brother, sometimes the cast is just hit or miss <laughs> big time. And I felt like this was a big hit with pretty much all the cast were great, entertaining, strategic, wanting to play the game rather than trying to be an actor or something. So I was really happy with that. Xavier, for me, I don't... <laughs> I don't know because I'm such like I'm one of those kinds of people who I get attached to a player and I compare them to that person and if they don't live up to it it's like mm, almost but not there <laughs> and the person for me this season is Tiffany which I feel like that's probably the majority of people maybe not casuals but I really enjoyed her and I'm not gonna get into Tiffany because that's a whole other thing but I did feel like Xavier really benefited from Kylan and Tiffany's games. Um, yes, he did throw some competitions. Yes, he did win several competitions. I don't really know if there was much strategy behind <laughs> the losing competitions or not. To me, it felt more like Kylan and Tiffany were driving the bus and he's riding the bus and kind of benefited from those. Um, and I mean, in comparison to Aza and Big D's game, it's different because I do feel like, of course, he did win competitions that were meaningful and he did take out big targets. But I don't think that those decisions were his initially, that more of the strategy was from like someone like Tiffany or Kylan where it was kind of like presented to him. And he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. I don't ever remember feeling like this is Xavier's move. Like maybe he thought there was a time where he did make a move, but from my understanding, that's not the case. It was more so like he was almost led down that path by some of his Alliance members. And it's kind of crazy because I don't think he ever really created any alliances like they were just kind of brought to him so I mean part of that is impressive because that is part of his game that he was able to present himself in a way that people felt like they could trust him and he's a friendly guy so I mean that speaks to his social game um, but I don't think that's more of a strategic strength because I don't feel like he's he really was actively seeking out strategic options. No, I think that's a good point. So overall, um, I like Xavier. I would have to list all of the Big Brother winners because there's a lot of Big Brother winners that I don't really care for <laughs> or didn't think they deserved to win, in my opinion, or whatever. So I don't know exactly where he falls. He's probably like middle, like like you're saying, middle to high, depending on... If I remember who all has won. <laughs> so overall, I'm glad that he won this season. Tiffany, obviously, number one, like, I think deserved to win. And I feel like she kind of got her praises. And I'm glad that people recognize, like, the master plan. Like, I think that she is going to have her name mentioned the most, you know, out of all of these people. So I think she'll get the praise that she deserves which makes me happy 
but I am glad that Xavier won over Kylan, I will say, because of just personality, honestly. Um, I think Kylan has shown his true colors, and I don't know, just rubs you the wrong way. So, I, yeah, as far as strategy, I, I agree. Like, if you ask me, like, what is a huge strategic move or decision that Xavier made, I don't I don't really know what I would say. Obviously, we know he, his competition skills were great. Like, that's a given. So, he's got that aspect of the game down. But I will say, positively for him, what he had that I don't think Tiffany and Kylan had consistently throughout the game was a level head. I do not think Xavier ever, like, wavered in... I am in game mode. Like, he's friends with everyone. Obviously, very likable. Everyone liked him. But even in stressful situations, and I would assume his background of being a lawyer has something to do with that, but he kept his cool under a lot of intense situations. Even back earlier on when Derek X wanted to target a Kings member and Xavier knew... He just went with it and he kept the heat off of him and, you know, Alyssa had her deal too, but he was okay with sacrificing somebody and he didn't like make a, he could have made himself a big target right there if he'd blown up with Derek X saying like, no, I mean, someone in Xavier's position can so easily like, it's like, you know, he's a threat, but we don't need to get rid of him. <laughs> it, it's just, I think maybe not making all the strategic decisions actually helped him because people weren't necessarily looking at him like a strategic threat. Like maybe I can't beat him in a competition, but I'm not worried about the game. But in a way, you could this is how you can you can debate this game and the way people play to death. Like you can beat a dead horse because you could argue that's a great strategy is like I'm going to keep my cool and the heat's never going to be on me, but I'll advance myself. And he's also not making anybody mad along the way. So, I don't know. It, it's tricky. You can you can look at it from a lot of different angles. So, obviously, I think we have our top people that have played this game that I think kind of have a little bit of everything. And those people are really rare. Overall, I really enjoyed the cast. Great casting. Which is uh, so nice because usually it's like two or three people. <laughs> like it's just honestly refreshing that I liked most of the people on the jury. <laughs> I'm happy with the winner. Like all of that is a rare occurrence. So the only problem with the season to me is that it was just predictable. Almost every single week. Even going back to like Frenchie going out on week two. That was predictable because that's what the house wanted. Brent, same deal. So it's like turning on a football game when you already know how it ends like you've recorded it and you already know the final score you just you don't care anymore because that kind of show it's not like a fiction show or whatever where you gotta know how we got there it's like if you know the answer it's really you don't really care so when you can predict everything that's gonna happen it's a lot less interesting but I guess I would take that over all these people being awful humans which we've had <laughs> yeah unfortunately we've experienced that one too many times with this show and others so we'll take it yeah I completely agree with you on that I'd rather I'd rather deal with that for sure 
So, yes, uh, Xavier won the game with the largest Big Brother cash prize with $750,000. So, congrats to him. And then we get Tiffany winning America's Favorite House Guest, followed closely by Derek X, one of our favorites as well. So, I was very happy about that. I liked your point about, I think that definitely Tiffany will be the standout of the season. I think people will remember Frenchie and others but which is crazy because he was like voted out second or something (laughs) and he didn't even get to talk on the finale I was surprised they didn't talk to Frenchie yes I was super surprised too I'm like Brent gets to talk and no one else like how does that make sense I yeah strange yeah very happy with Tiffany winning and like you said she's going to go down in history as one of a great strategic mind and someone who created a strategy in the game that no one had seen before so always always good for that um we haven't talked about the jury coming out and their whole questioning deals one thing that I really enjoyed was okay I'm gonna have one thing I enjoy and then one thing I I I I I just am really fed up with first thing that I enjoyed was Derek X of course he said if you're not here to play the game then why are you here and basically kind of like said that to Derek F he you know he first of all stole his name like he said and then he also didn't play the game so I really appreciated him saying I was like dang okay roasting a little bit but it's true I mean that's how I feel as well um but I mean that question kind of gets answered because Big D, I mean, I think it was Chada that asked the question about were you just here to be on TV, something along those lines, which he admits that he's always wanted to be on TV, and so that's why he's there, which, you know, I guess he's honest in some ways, in some ways not, in some ways delusional, so he's telling his own truth. Another thing that I am not really happy with that I really hope production will fix and you know me saying this is going to make it come to to fruition now but I'm not a big fan of Big Brother's jury questioning I don't know if that's something that you have a strong feeling about Um, because before like I feel like you know seasons past they've allowed the jury to have kind of a dialogue and so the juror can kind of come up with their own question and maybe it's more of a personal question like kind of like with Chada like she had mentioned on the show how she's like Big D's only here because he wants to be on TV and he wants to be entertaining like that kind of felt a little bit better but there's so many questions that are just like so what was your biggest move in the game like nobody cares we all know they're gonna say that in their final words they're already gonna say that more than likely so I'm not super big fan of that I, I don't know if they could change that in some way. I have heard of people saying that, which I feel like I kind of agree with, that they feel like they could et, um, record the jury segment beforehand and then edit that to where, if you're the timing is what you're worried about or people saying things that they're not supposed to say, then that's why you record it so you can edit out what you don't want to be in the show. I mean, I guess that's less exciting because it's not live, but... I mean, I'm willing to sacrifice that. I don't know about you. I didn't. Well, now Survivor is the same way. It's like they decide what questions they're going to ask, right? And I liked when you kind of came up with your own question and you get up there and ask. And it could be, hello, Dawn, take out your teeth. (laughs) Uh, Like, 
those moments you can only get when you can get up there and do what you want. So, and I mean, I didn't have a problem. Survivor, obviously, that wasn't live. So that was edited and it was fine. So, yeah, it's a little bit less exciting and maybe like they can predict what questions they're going to get and prepare more. And I like when they're kind of thrown and have to like really have an answer on the spot. You know, I enjoy when it's a little bit more of a dialogue or conversation because then like they can kind of give it back to you. Like whatever you say, they can say, oh, I don't think so. I mean, hello, Derek F literally said he created the cookout and I was so glad they went to Tiffany's face. I don't know how she held it together, but I was so thrown by that and that they just let him keep on rolling I'm like see why are we not like going back and debating like I'm sorry I don't know that you did anything yeah I'm ready for that to be changed in some way I feel like it could be done to where I mean you basically don't even have to watch that whole portion because it means nothing how did you feel with the absence of Dr. Will Kirby I missed him as soon as I saw them all sitting there I was like shoot Will's not back I mean, as a player, Dr. Will is not my favorite at all. Like, it's a hot take. I feel like you either agree or you really disagree with that. But I don't really enjoy watching him play the game. But I really enjoy him being a moderator. I feel like he was born to do that. I don't know. It's nice when, like, there's someone there to kind of guide it and ask thought-provoking questions. But also somebody who really understands the game as well. So... Yeah, I, I miss Dr. Will. I know, it's surprising for us to say that. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, I'm in that hot bowl of hot takes with you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's not my favorite either. I don't really ever care to like meet him in person. <laughs> but I think he's great. I mean, he's an icon of the show being the not really the first winner, but they like to claim that he's the first winner. You know, I like how he has such a good relationship with the show and that he's found that role and I'm I was sad to miss him. And he did, we didn't even have him as the neighbor like we did last uh last season. I guess he's getting over the lawsuit and all that with <laughs> uh Boogie, but anyway, well, maybe that's why he didn't come back. So he's like, uh, I don't want to be in the spotlight right now. I don't know. I agree with you. I feel like he brings up questions that maybe they aren't thinking about and something that is more thought provoking. I will say that during the jury thing, I feel like I realized how much people don't like Kyland. And I kind of, I feel like you didn't necessarily get that vibe. Like you could see people being annoyed, but I was like, I really think people are really annoyed by him. And even Sarah Beth, I'm like, I don't know how, how she feels about him anymore. Uh, especially like the whole Big D and Chada's games were equal. I I don't know about that one. I think that's kind of crazy. And it honestly creeped me out whenever Big D was talking during the finale. Kylan was sitting there smiling like the whole time. Did you notice? Yes. That creeped me out too. <laughs> it's like you look like a proud father. Like you're just waiting. Like you're hoping everybody can. Like can you see how good he is? It's like. No. So that was super odd, but I really enjoyed speaking of the good vibes that I mentioned earlier. I really enjoyed the like revelations, the secrets. I didn't really think about how almost everybody had a secret. I guess I just didn't realize what had not even come out because it's so long. It's like, oh yeah, people don't know that these are their jobs. You know, people still think Sarah Beth is a voice actress. <laughs> like, I don't know, but that was um, that was really fun. I thought it was just like a happy moment, and 
it made me, me laugh and it was just enjoyable to see them being like so excited like oh my gosh like I thought I've known you this whole time you know that I thought that was entertaining yeah I really enjoyed it too definitely with like the final two giving their reveals and absolutely everyone knowing that Xavier is in no way a bartender because <laughs> um, like he didn't know what some like main like a mint julep yeah dirty martini a mojito like he didn't know what those were and then like he would go to bed at like 10 o'clock at night and people were like you're not a bartender (laughs) so I thought that was funny because everybody's like yeah 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 we're just waiting for you to say it but the I mean the big point with the reveal was Brittany revealing to everybody that she has autism and that was a beautiful moment because we've had other people on the show who have revealed that they are autistic as well and goes to show anybody can win this game. So I really enjoyed that kind of annoyed because uh, I don't remember if you remember this part, but um, Julie basically after she gives like this very emotional, very sweet, like she's tearing up a little bit, just kind of like how s- strong it is to share that with someone. And then she's like, um, actually, it'd be better if you sat down because the lighting's better if you sit down. Like, uh, uh, okay, my bad. Like, all right, way to break the ice there, Julie. I, I did notice that. I was like, that was kind of awkward. <laughs> like, I don't know if she was just trying to, like, transition. I didn't know what she was doing there. But I was like, what? Like, <laughs> you should have just been like, thank you for sharing. Like, I didn't understand what why that was so awkward (laughs) yeah I think it was like you said I think she was trying to be maybe funny or trying to transition in some way but yeah it just came across as she's because Brittany's like oh okay you know it's just like oh I just opened up about this but anyway and then final thoughts I guess are very happy with the winner I feel like he did a great job and he deserves it definitely a good representative so after they all come out of the house that confetti rains down julie kind of forgets all about her social distancing and like gives everybody a hug and everything (laughs) which was sweet um and they all have a really sweet moment i feel like that cast is just really bonded and they announce america's favorite house guest which we've already mentioned and then they announce about celebrity big brother which begins this winter which we are so excited about We've already kind of mentioned it before. I'm mainly just excited to see who's going to be on the show because most of the time, the people on that show really don't care to play the game and they're really just there to get their check. So I'm more so just curious to see who's going to be there. And, you know, maybe there'll be a couple gamers, which is always refreshing. Very excited for Celebrity Big Brother. So, yeah, overall, you know, B-plus finale, I guess, for me. I feel like with the jury segment, it could have been a lot better. But very happy with all of that and how the season has ended. I did want to mention that Xavier, um, I saw, I don't watch soap operas, but it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's kind of tradition around Big Brother that the winner or like some people from the Big Brother cast um, go on the bold and the beautiful. And so I did see a post that he was on an episode of that, which I mean, he is bold and beautiful. So it all works out. He might actually get cast because he kind of looks like a soap opera actor. That's true. That's true. If he wants to trade <laughs> careers, you know, he could do it for sure. I mean, he definitely has the face for it and the personality. So go for it, Xavier, if that's the life he wants. I don't usually really follow a whole lot of like 
post Big Brother life, I guess, like with the contestants, but there has been some interesting stuff. I don't know if you know who Todrick Hall is, but they have apparently been staying at his house (laughs) after the finale. Um, So apparently Todrick Hall, if you don't know who he is, you can look him up on YouTube and internet and Googles and stuff. And let me just say, I remember when Todrick Hall was on American Idol. That's where I found that out today and I had no idea. Yeah, no, that's where he's got his start. Everybody thinks he's a YouTuber, which he is. No, I literally remember when he was on American Idol. Like, what era of American Idol was that? Because I feel like there are, like, five different eras. Well, I was still watching, so that means it was before season 10. I I think it was, it was probably getting close to, it might have been the season, like, Cara Diaguardi was on. So, like, season 8. It was like 8, 9, or 10. Like, it's not an early season by any means, but I was, like, on the edge of leaving, and he was there. Gotcha. And he didn't make it very far. I think he made it to the top 24, but he didn't make it to the top 12, so look at him now. There you go. I guess to show you, you still can be in an American Idol without the show. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever heard him sing. I don't know. Maybe I have, and I'm just forgetting. But I know he's an amazing dancer, an amazing choreographer, so I'm sure he's a great dancer, too, the whole package kind of deal. Yeah, apparently Todrick Hall is, like, a big, big brother fan and, like, reaches out to some of the alumni and, like, meets up with them (laughs) for (laughs) random reasons. But apparently he had invited the cast to come, like, to his home and have, I guess, like, a after-party kind of deal. And from my understanding, it obviously it wasn't everyone. And some people left to go back to their hometowns or do who knows what, probably decide to move to L.A. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they were all staying at his house. And then he was apparently leaving to go out of town. And someone asked, like, well, can we just stay here? Because <laughs> he basically has, like, a mansion. So I assume, like, everybody has their own room. I don't know how mansions work, but I assume that's how it works. I don't know. And he was like, yeah, sure. And so basically, my understanding, it's all of the cookout minus Xavier, because he's off doing Bold and Beautiful and probably a bunch of press and stuff, um, plus Derek X. <laughs> like, what a rager that would be. But, yeah, they've apparently been staying with Todrick Hall. And everybody's been, like, very active on their socials and, like, posting on their stories and stuff. And everybody's like, this kind of feels like Big Brother still because they're very, like, this is what we're doing right now and blah, blah, blah. And apparently the other day, like, they went shopping and, like, they drove they drove Todrick's like Mercedes or something I don't know they're just living their best life I'm like you know go for it enjoy it while it lasts because a lot of people probably will go back into their everyday life and you know maybe still have like a social media following or something but yeah so very crazy (laughs) Todrick is very trusting of these random people who were like nobodies before this but okay wow who knew what a random thing and what like this shows you what celebrity can get you because it's not like I could offer y'all all come to my house after the, we'll have a party I don't think anybody would respond to that invitation so it shows you what it can get you but I guess these people have nowhere to be <laughs> like they can just keep hanging out yeah that was kind of my thought as well I was like okay I guess they don't have like 
I mean, maybe they've like quit their jobs or something and, you know, they don't have any risk, you know, any time restraints. Some, yeah, you know, I'm like, Hey, if you can do it, might as well. Cause I mean, I'd want to spend the night in a mansion. I mean, if I could spend a week there, all right, that's even better. Driving Mercedes. Okay. Like that sounds pretty great. Yeah. Super random, but really funny. Okay. Well, what, what an episode. <laughs> it's very different doing this in person. Cause like, it's, it's like, I don't know what it's like. <laughs> it's different. That's for sure. But very happy that it finally happened. I'm sure we will do it again in the near future. Hopefully it will be in less than a year that we will do this again. But very happy to be talking about the Big Brother finale. We are going to <laughs> try to start covering all of the shows that we're watching. Very hard to keep up with everything, especially like ugh, it all just like drops there on you all at the same time. I know that I'll be watching Toughest Nails and I'll be watching Survivor. I believe that Callan will be watching Survivor in Bachelor in Paradise. So he said is finished. Yeah, Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> Yes, Bachelor in Paradise just ended. I mean, there's just so much to talk about. I haven't even covered, you know, the Bachelor world, so sorry. I don't know if anybody's really missing my commentary, but um, if you would like to hear my thoughts, you can ask me personally, and I'm happy to share. But yeah, that's over. But The Circle, I, I think all the episodes are out of that. I haven't finished that. I mean, ugh. It's a full-time job watching reality TV. You're absolutely right. It's hard to keep up with it all, but I completely forgot about The Circle. Yeah, I've been, I think I've watched the first few episodes. We will give our thoughts on that at some point <laughs> down the line. <laughs> um, maybe when we're in the off season or something like that, or maybe there's a, you know, I don't know what would happen to cause that, but. Anyway, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you keeping up with Big Brother with us. And probably like us, you're kind of happy that it's over. <laughs> One less thing to keep up with. But very happy with the result and a very fun season. Yeah, so we'll have a lot of content coming up that we're very excited about to share. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes that we have downloaded it it'll just automatically download that's just like super helpful you know um having it at your fingertips and if you'd be so kind to rate this episode and write a review just to help us get the word out there and other people to see what we're about we'd appreciate that we're on instagram and twitter we also have a discord and we have email as well so we like to connect on there i think think that's about it well until next time i'm anna and i'm callan unity, unity. <laughs> that was good we did that on the first try <laughs> we did <laughs>